This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to the weekend edition for Saturday. It is the 31st of December 2022. And we're almost at the end of our seven days of 2022. Still one more to go. Today, we're focusing on the big reviews of the year. Welcome to Double Tap 7 Days of 2022, the big accessible tech review. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Well, a warm welcome to Sean Priest on the weekend. You're not normally here. No, I'm not, and I'm not happy about it either. What am I doing? This is Saturday. I should still be in bed. What's going on? Where's Mr. Aflalo? Mr. Aflalo is having a holiday, isn't he? He's on a holiday or he's on a oh, break or he be bothered turning up. Uh, oh, I see how it is. Well, that's all right. No, that's my Saturday ruined. Well done. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, you're such when a When I say liar. ruined, obviously, I mean, uh, it's lovely to be with you, Stephen. Thank you. Well, the thing is, I know you'd probably rather be here than facing whatever's going on in the house i know you i know you well uh, yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> i love my goes. shed <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like you know some people might say you know i'm off out to the shed dear i'm off out to you know d- just um yeah. you know yeah. do something like some diy or you know mm-hmm. water yeah. the plants or you know whatever the thing is you can be perfectly honest and say i'm off to do a radio show and and you know they'll believe you no, absolutely. Yes, they'll believe me. <laughs> what are you saying? Well, if you said you were doing DIY, I think they might get suspicious. Oh, no, that's definitely true. Yes, yeah. it's not so much I'm going to the shed, it's go to your shed. I usually get told, so it's absolutely fine. We, I think, are actually contributing to global warming on this program because of the hot air that we are producing on a oh, fairly that's, regular that's basis. That's a good one. Oh, oh. yeah, thank you. Oh, thank well you. done. Well done. Yeah. Just got that in before the end of the year. That means I can use it one more time next year. That's it, you see. Um, okay, wow. today... I thought we'd uh, do things a bit different because we talked all the, about the big news stories of the year. Uh, but I thought today we'd focus a bit more internally on Double Tap and actually look at some of the big interviews and big reviews that we did, in particular reviews of tech. And uh, over the course of the next hour, you're going to hear all about, well, lots of different products, to be perfectly honest, some really interesting ones. Um, we're going to hear about a fantastic app called Can You See Me? which was created by a blind guy, Ben Mustel-Rose. He developed this app uh, to really try and help him uh, when he was uh, lining himself up to do a Teams call or something. He was having the problem that he didn't, he didn't know if he was on camera or not. So he built this app to help him essentially know if he's on screen on a PC and make sure he was on, on the camera, so, you know, make sure he was in position. So this is something which you can get on an iPhone. You can now get it on Android as well, but... You know, on a PC, how would you do that if you want to line up and you want to make sure that your head's not cut off during a Teams call or, you know, oh, I forgot wow. to open the laptop list. That's a bit that harsh. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know some of these Teams meetings are pretty dull, but, you know, there's no need for that. Yeah. Um, so Oof. we're also going to go Pixel uh, hands-on with the Pixel 7, thanks to Mark Afalalo. He is here in spirit, you see. Oh, of course. Um, we're also going to be... Uh, Getting a Wordle app description uh, and review because, you know, the the interesting thing here is with Wordle, this was the big game. If you remember at the beginning of the year, everyone was talking about Wordle and then there was an accessible version of it that popped up. So uh, David Nason joined us to talk all about that. Um, And if we have time, we're going to uh, play in one of your demos as well. I mean, you know, only if we have time. Well, my um, demos usually are about three days long. Well, that's so what I was thinking, sure we you won't. know, maybe just stop talking in a minute to accommodate <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, I thought we'd talk about this because uh, we mentioned it this week. We've mentioned it over the last month or so, actually, uh, just sparingly in the shows about, I've been mentioning about the JAWS 
sound splitter feature, which is just brilliant. When you're on a Teams call and you want to put Jaws on one side of the call and the voice on the other side, you can have you know Jaws coming out your right ear, Teams call on the left. Well, NVDA has similar, and you did a review of that this year. I bet you've forgotten that. I did, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> so settle back, enjoy that. Uh, we're going to kick off, though, with uh, a fantastic piece of hardware, which we've talked a bit about this year, and uh, certainly it has become one of the more popular products of the year. That is the Orcam Read. And uh, to demo that, we had Jason Shaw join us from VisionAid Technologies in the UK. Most people are used to the Orcam that is on the glasses, but this is um, the latest one, which is in a format that's more like holding a pen. So those of you who have ever held something like a highlighter pen, it's just like a slightly sort of wider and wider, fatter pen. And you, just, you simply hold it like a pen, point it at a document or some text, whether that's on a, a piece of paper or on a screen, um, just click a button on the end and it will actually read it back in audio. Not beautifully simple to use. And the nice thing about this, um, the Orcams that go on the glasses, is um, they've always been fairly expensive, great products, and they've got the advantage of you, you've got your, both your hands free. But of course, they are more expensive. But this one fits into the sort of same price bracket of, that people would normally spend on a more traditional reading machine, something about the size of a radio. But this has got the huge advantage that you can actually take it anywhere with you. You can take it shopping. Um, you can take it out and about with you anywhere you need to go. And it doesn't need any data, which is another real advantage of this system. Um, it's not connected to any data stream. So um, if you go into wherever you are, if you're in the back of a supermarket or anything like that, and you've got no mobile phone signal or anything like that, it, does, it still works exactly the same. I've got a newspaper here. The, it will complain because obviously the, the, a newspaper sheet is larger than A4, so the Orcam might, might sort of complain because it can't read everything. Right, so here we go. So I'm going to hold my Orcam above and I'm going to double click the trigger button on enter, which indicates I'm going to give it a voice command. Smart reading. It then photographs the page. I'll bring it closer so you can hear. Note that there may be more text below. So it says there's more text Ready? below because obviously it can't capture the whole document because it's a newspaper sheet. Read the headlines. Headlines. Yes. Found four headlines. First result. Police officer breached guidelines by videoing meeting with solicitor. Second result. Mountain to climb and push to boost funds for autism. Third result. Family's anger over council burial mix-up. Fourth result. Demonstrations. Read the article about mountain climbing. Mountain to climb and push to boost funds for autism. Why not get your walking boots ready and join Mountain lead Roger Duncan and Lauren Cunningham from September the hear 25th? That? Yeah, that, that was really good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a bit tricky trying to do it live because when I bring it close to my mouth and I'm, and I'm giving it the command, it doesn't like it. I have to move it a more of a sensible distance. So it's, did you mean this? So. I really like the way that you're able to search within a document, so, or in this case, a newspaper, right? So it's that ability to search and find what you want to read rather than just basically read everything from top to bottom. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, because it makes it a bit a bit bit more like a Google, like more interactive. But it can the, the difference is it can see what you're looking at, 
what, what, what the page is. So you can just ask it things and you can ask it to find different things as well. It's really, really good. So I'll show you on another document as well. Let me just take that out of the way. So I've got a letter here. Restart. Note that some of the text was unreadable. That's fair enough. Ready. Read the dates. Found three dates. First result, the 14th of September 2020. Next two results. We'll be in your area between the 28th of September 2020 and the 3rd of October 2020. There you go. Jason Shaw there talking from VisionAid Technologies, a great company and one we've been hearing about uh, over the last year on a Double Tap. They're a UK-based company, Sean, but uh, you know they do uh, provide products around the world. And a lot of the Ship products... internationally. Yeah, yeah. And, and also you can buy these products in other parts of the world as well, in Canada. Of course, the, the other options like Frontier and CNIB Smart Life and Canadian Assistive Technology, all these companies you can buy products from that are similar to what they sell in the UK if you want to get them locally. Um, but yeah, really interesting to hear about the Orcam Read, which has become, I'd say, a little bit more popular than the Orcam MyEye. <gasps> mm. Oh, wow. Um, that's a controversial statement, but I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yes, I've heard a lot of talk about it. Yeah. Um, let's move on, because I want to talk about uh, cameras again, to an extent, but this time an application which can help you at work or at home if you're on a Teams call or a Zoom call or basically any call or... Maybe you want to take a picture of yourself for your passport or, you know, someone's tasked you with, a, you know, please give me, send me a picture of yourself for an upcoming meeting or something. It doesn't have to be around work. But, you know, essentially, whenever you're going on a video call for whatever purpose, one of the biggest challenges when you're blind is knowing if you're on camera or not. That's the reality, right? How do you know you're actually on camera? And, you know, on the iPhone, for example, we have the fantastic feature of using voiceover and it will tell you, where you are in the shot. It will tell you where you're positioned. Um, I, I don't know if Android does this natively on the camera app. I know they have the guided frame feature to take a selfie now, but that's in the Pixel 7 range. Um, but I don't know if that is something good that... Good point. Yeah, I don't know. I'd never use, I hardly use the camera app as it is. So, um, well, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That out. So, you know, I don't know if that's something that, that TalkBack offers. So that's interesting. But maybe, you know, one of our Android people can get in touch and tell us that one. But... Um, yeah, interesting. So, you know, what about the PC? Um, I mean, let's just discount Mac for a second here because Mac doesn't have that option either. And, and in fairness, neither does the PC. So that is exactly why Ben Mustel Rose decided to write an application on exactly that. And the app is called Can You See Me? All right, so let's just crack on with it then. I'll open up the tool and let's see what we get. Loading. Welcome to Can You See Me? Press enter to check your face's position, D for more detailed information, P to take a photo or escape to exit. All right, so hopefully you noticed you got a bit of a how to use type message there once the tool has finished loading. And that's mainly so that people can hopefully just jump in and start using it right away without having to read a manual. And at this point, I should also point out for people who can't see the screen that the screen is now showing kind of like a live feed of what my webcam can see. All right, so for this first test, I'll hide my face so that it can't see me. And I'll press enter. No face found. Try adjusting the position of your webcam and or checking the light level of your room. All right, so that's not really what we want. So I'll uh, come back into shot.
And let's try again now. Towards the bottom and to the right. All right, so towards the bottom and to the right. Now, that's not really what we want either, but it gives us something to work with at least. So let's solve the to the right problem first then. So if can you see me says that I am to the right of the frame, that means that I need to move my webcam to my right. So I'll just do that now. And let's give that another go. Towards the bottom and in the middle. All right, so uh, towards the bottom and in the middle, we're getting there. Let's say that I want to be nearer the top than the bottom though. So I'll just make another adjustment. And let's give that another go. Towards the top and in the middle. All right, so uh, that's probably enough for most people, but if you want a bit more detail, you can press D. D. Towards the top and in the middle. Y. 38.9%. X. 48.3%. All right, so not exactly in the middle, but good enough for this demo at least. So the last thing I'll show you really quickly is taking photos. This is really useful if you're doing a talk, for example, and someone wants a headshot that they can use for the promo. You can open up Can You See Me, get yourself positioned nicely, press P. P. Photo taken. And now there's a really nice high quality photo of my face saved to, in my case, my desktop, but it's gonna be saved to wherever you're running Can You See Me from. All right, so that was Can You See Me? If you're watching this demo anywhere other than the website, you can go to canyouseeme.app to learn a bit more about the tool, download it, and have a look into the code if that's the kind of thing you're into. Uh, but that's about it for now. So yeah, hope people find it useful. Cheers. That was Ben Muster-Rose talking and sharing with us his demo of the uh, Can You See Me app that he developed and he demoed that for us. You really, I mean, so clever, you know, to just, I mean, I don't know how people make apps and develop things. It's fascinating to me. It just, you know, there was a problem and he fixed it himself. I mean, you know. Kind of sickening to me, but it was a fantastic <laughs> app. I'm joking, of course. I downloaded this one. I use this one. It's really good. You know what I like about it? it? It runs alongside whatever software you're running. So if you're running Zoom or Teams or whatever, you can open this up and it will sit on top of, it will sit with the app. So you don't have to, you know, close it. It will. I mean, if you keep it open, it will continually tell you where you are on the screen. And then you can just close the app and, oh, and right. carry on with your Teams call I if you want. I haven't actually tried it in that way. I've, I've, I've opened the app and, and framed myself and then closed it and opened the, you know, whatever app I'm using. So that's good to know. Now, interestingly, you started Shaun of the Shed in video this year. Yes, that's Is right. that one of the ways you do it? Yeah, I have used it, yeah. I have used that. I've sort of got the camera clamped down in position now and <laughs> it, it's in there. But absolutely, it, you know, it's... um. It's accurate enough that you can get your. It it tells you which quadrant your your, your face is in, and it, it's really, yeah, it, it's just really handy for centering the the shot, and it, mm. it just works really well. It's a really simple app, but it just does exactly what it says on the tin, and it does it well. So yeah, and it, yeah, as you said, the Mac hasn't got it, the PC didn't have it before, so fantastic. 
it's the kind of thing that I hope that Microsoft will, you know, pay Ben a lot of money to yes. have and yes. build it into an narrator or something. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. But, but this is the thing, you know, and it's it's all about confidence. You know, the interesting thing that Ben told me in the interview was that, and you can go back and watch this. He was on Double Tap TV with us talking about it. And, and you know, it was interesting because he talked about the fact that he was, he's an IT guy. He works in IT at a major company. And he says that, you know, in his role, because he works in IT especially, he found it really hard to go onto the team's call and ask his colleagues if he was in shot. Now, you can think to yourself, well, why? I mean, you know, you're blind, right? But he says for him, what it was about was it was kind of weakening him because by asking for help in that situation, he was feeling that, he says, and it was all in my head. He says, I admit that. He says, it may well not have been in anyone else's mind. He says, but in my mind, because I was asking for help here, he said, my colleagues in my head were could could well be thinking, well, if he doesn't know how to frame himself in a shot, what else doesn't he know what to do? Can we trust yeah. what he does? Yeah. And uh, whether I that's, that's true or not. Concern. Well, it is, but whether or not it's true or not, whether or not yeah. anybody's even thinking that, that's the kind of thing that we as blind people do face. We face constant paranoia about what people think about us, no matter how hard we try. I am definitely one of those people. You know, I try yeah. not to let it happen. I try not to let things bother me. I try not to uh, overcompensate for things, but I do. You know, no, absolutely. You do need to be careful that you don't worry about it so much that you, you know, you don't ask for assistance or help at, at certain times. But at the same time, in a workplace, in a work environment where, you know, you don't want to be seen as needing uh, assistance all the time. Absolutely, of course, it's a concern. Yeah, yeah. I totally think you're right. I think him. you're right, though. I think you've got to be careful; it doesn't go the other way. Um, yeah, yeah, because you end up the militant who will never ask for help, and that's not yes. great either. You know, you, <laughs> yes. There's a bit of both, you know. I, I'm I'm all for I, I'm very much for and very pro independence, doing things myself, and I think part of that is driven for me and possibly you as well by the fact that we both have visually impaired partners. You know, we, yes, we we can't lean on someone else, and I'm not saying yes. that if you're blind and you've got a sighted partner, you are. But you know, let's be honest, there's probably more of that goes on. Oh, I would. Well, you, and, and so would I, you know, and, and at some point I think that would bother them. It would eventually bother me. It might have an impact on the relationship long term because, you know, you're kind of moving into, you know, essentially an assistant role rather than, you know, just being, a, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's a weird you thing. You've judge it. Yes. yes I've yes, never yes. experienced it. I've not, I've never been with, well, I have been with partners who have been fully sighted, but not long term. And, you know, and, and I think that's the, I've never really experienced that if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's interesting. Ooh, it brings up a lot of interesting... Yeah, it just gets into a lot of interesting conversations. But anyway, look, I mentioned that, you know, obviously Pixel phones this year, Pixel 7, got the guided frame feature, and that was really interesting, and we talked about that earlier in the week. Uh, but Mark Aflalo did for us actually review the Pixel 7 phone, and uh, actually the, the, the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro for us, he mentions the guided frame feature, and even tries taking a selfie himself using TalkBack, which was Utterly hilarious. Here's Mark with his review of the Pixel 7 devices. I'm showing you the Pixel 7, which Google sent us to unbox and talk about on the show. We'll open the box and we'll see right away <laughs> Pixel 7. Like pretty much every other smartphone that you've unboxed, it is a blank sheet of glass. Lovely. We'll put that to the side for a moment, though, because I want to talk about what's in the box, most notably 
you've got a USB-C to USB-C cable, so no longer a USB-C to USB-A cable, which I found kind of interesting and normal, you know, par for the course with what's going on these days in terms of accessories in the box, but they still include, look at that in the box, they still include a USB-A to USB-C. I guess for people who are still yearning to have these accessories and dongles lying around everywhere, you've got that in the box. Of course, you've got the paperwork as well, plus the SIM card removal tool. But let's get to the Pixel 7 itself. Now, the version they sent me, if I look at the box over here, is the Pixel 7 6.3 inch diagonal 128 gig 5G. Okay, good device. The first thing I notice about the device is that it feels really light and comfortable in the hand. You've got your traditional sleep-wake button on the right-hand side. You've got your traditional volume rocker on the right-hand side as well. And you notice the camera bump immediately on the back, but it's smooth. It goes edge to edge when you're looking at the back of the device itself. It's got an offset color. It's more of a matte kind of silver. This is the Pixel 7, not the Pro, so we've only got two cameras here, plus a flash and a microphone. The 7 Pro has three cameras in the same configuration. Now, back of this device is a glossy black which are called there, they're calling Obsidian. And then around the edges, you got that same matte finish that you've got on the camera lens along the edges of the device. So the place that has the most traction, meaning the sides of the device, gets that nice matte finish, which doesn't have all the fingerprints. Now, feature-wise, this is a Pixel device. It's not cluttered with bloatware. You've got a nice 6.3 inch diagonal screen. I've got my fingerprint reader set up so it's under the screen and good to go, which is pretty cool. Um, I actually demoed this earlier on Now with Dave Brown, and what I did was I demoed the ability to, uh, of course, track your face in the selfie mode. In order to do that, which is really the standout feature, I think, that we, we noticed when we were watching the keynote, you have to first turn on TalkBack. Now, as a sighted user, turning on TalkBack, that was the easy part. Navigating the phone afterwards was quite the challenge, but I'm gonna demonstrate this to you. Now, I've already turned TalkBack on, so it's on the device. I can raise the volume here so you can maybe hear things that are going on. When you raise the volume, you, um, uh, uh, raising the, the the volume of the actual notifications, but I'm going to actually turn sideways a bit here so you guys can see me. If you're watching this, of course, if you have the video, uh, or you guys at home, of course, Stephen and Sean, you can see what I'm doing. So I'm going to, first thing I'm going to do is, actually, let's go to the overhead camera for one second. I'm going to go into the camera by double pressing the camera and holding it, if I can get that right. Man, you guys, you get used to this so quickly, but I'm still struggling to figure out how to launch things on this device. So I'm in the camera. And the first thing that happens in the camera, now it's talking back to me, but I, I have got to turn that volume up while it's doing it. 1.0 times slider, swipe up okay. or swipe down to adjust. Accessibility so, volume set I'm in, 85%. I'm in the regular mode right now. We're going to go back to the front screen here. I'm in the regular mode right now. And uh, i got to switch to selfie mode. So I'm going to switch to selfie mode. I'm going to hold the phone in front of me. So I'm going to switch to selfie mode. Tap switch. the reverse and press and hold switch it. Switch to front camera button. Trying to switch, switch to, to front camera. Take switch to back camera. Okay. Button. So now I'm on the front camera. There's a circle no on the screen. screen that is trying to detect what's on the screen, and it says no faces. So let's see what happens when face comes into frame. One cropped face. Move your phone right and down. One cropped face. 
Move your phone ready for selfie. One cropped face. Okay, so it sees the cropped face and it shows a red circle around it until the actual face is in frame. And then it becomes gray and it'll start a countdown as I want to go for the selfie. So let's try this together. Face. Move your ready for selfie. Three, cancel photo button. Two, one, photo taken. One face, good for selfie. So it detected my face. It said that it was in frame. It took the selfie itself. It did a countdown by itself without me having to do anything. And the results, a perfect selfie. Now listen, there's lots of other features on this device that we can get into, but that really comes down to software at the end of the day. The new Tensor processor gives you great AI and responsiveness when you're using the Google Assistant. It also helps features like this because this feature is not available on the Pixel 6a only on the 7 and the 7 Pro. Who knows, maybe it'll come back or go be available on other devices, but that new Tensor processor is enabling you to use this. So it's pretty cool. And other features on board, such as quicker access to things like your assistant, quicker access to things like individual statements. For example, if your phone is ringing, you can just say decline. If your alarm is ringing, you can just say snooze. You don't have to initiate the actual assistant by saying, hey, Google, um, snooze, or hey, Google, um, you like my impression there? Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just do single phrase responses, which is powered by that processor as well. We're going to dive way deeper into this on Double Tap TV and, of course, on the radio show as we move forward. But that's your first look at the Google Pixel 7. So there you go. That is the uh, Pixel 7 devices and Mark using TalkBack, which I think was the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> He's not bad, you know, Mark. I'll give it to him. He's not he bad. Picks it up quick, doesn't he? But he did admit. He said, "I don't think I could get used to that very easily." <laughs> you know, um, I did suggest he tried voiceover, and it'd be so much better. I'm only kidding. Oh, it's a joke. Let it go. It's a wow. joke. Come on, it's a holiday time. <sighs> Stick around. More to come. More great reviews on the way on Double Taps. Seven days of 2022. Stay tuned as we continue to review the big accessible tech stories of 2022 next. You're listening to Double Tap 7 Days of 2022, the big accessible tech news review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Double Tap. Stephen and Sean with you today. And we're looking back at some of the best reviews we got of the year. Now, there was one application uh, which was that an application? I still don't really. I think it is an application, Wordle, where everybody was playing this game. I think that was an app. But for blind people, there was an alternative way to play it, and that was via the website. Is that right? That's, I've got that right, haven't I? Well, no, it was a website, but everyone sort of, after the success of the website, it sort of took off into a million and one apps anyway. Right. But it's the, it is the website that's the official one and actually is the one that was sort of made accessible. Well, to, you know, on our show, we, we talked about this and David Nason, who is uh, he's a, a very smart guy when it comes to technology. He's a blind guy himself. He was demonstrating to us how he used Wordle, how he was able to play it. Uh, now, there have been a few changes since this was made, so I don't know how much of this is still relevant, but I thought it was still interesting to look back on this. So this is David Nason talking about playing Wordle, the game, accessibly. Basically, it's a daily word game. So, and by daily, we mean you can only play this game once per day. So you get a new oh. puzzle each day. So I think the idea of that is that it doesn't take over your life. It's just a bit of fun <laughs> once, ah. once a day. Okay. Um, and essentially what you have, you've got a five-letter word, and you have to guess what that word is. You type in a guess, and it will tell you which of the letters were in the word and which weren't. 
from your guess and then if you had them in the correct location or not. So then you make a second guess based off that information and you get a maximum of six guesses to get the right word. So what I'm going to concentrate on today is the iOS version using my iPhone here. So what I'm going to do is open up Safari browser. Safari. Safari, page settings, button. Accessible Wordle, heading level one, main, landmark. And I'm on a web page called Accessible Wordle. I will share the link to this page. This page has all of the instructions for both desktop and mobile and for options for both a web extension or the bookmarklet option. So there are various ways of doing this, as I said. So I'm going to start exploring the screen. If you are using Chrome on the desktop, Mac, PC, Linux, install this Chrome extension to make Wordle accessible to your screen reader. Make Wordle accessible Chrome extension link. Once you install the extension, you're done. Reload the page if you already have Wordle open, but otherwise from now on every time you open Wordle, it will be automatically accessible. You won't have to do anything. So that's your first option, a web extension or a browser extension for the Chrome browser on desktop. So you could select that link and install the extension, but we'll move on to the bookmarklet option, which works both for desktop and mobile. If you want to use Wordle on Android or iOS or on another browser, keep reading, but none of the rest of the instructions on this page are necessary if you use the extension. This is a little bookmarklet to make Wordle accessible to screen reader users. It's not a replacement for the game. Rather, you can use it to modify Wordle in place to make it accessible. That way you can play the same game as everyone else. So what that's explaining is that you are using the same web page as everybody else to play the game, but this runs a bit of code over the top of it to make it accessible. It will make more sense when we see it in action here. Works on both desktop and mobile browsers and screen readers. It's a few steps to set up the first time, but then it's very easy to use anytime you want to play Wordle. This is the only way to modify a website in place, especially if you're on Android or on a desktop browser, below is a link called Make Wordle Accessible. Instead of clicking the link, right-click it and choose Copy Link Address, then keep reading for the next step. Make Wordle Accessible, link. So if you're using this bookmarklet on desktop or possibly on Android, you can get the bookmarklet with that link, but on iOS, you do it a little bit differently. So we're going to keep going. I'm going to swipe right again. If you're on your phone, especially iOS Safari, do this instead. Navigate to the following text field and select all of the code, then press Copy. Okay, so that when I swipe right again now, I'm going to land on the piece of code we need, the JavaScript, in a text field. You can copy this to your clipboard with VoiceOver by using the default triple tap with three fingers, and that's to copy the last spoken phrase to the clipboard. You could, of course, also use the rotor and the text selection option, but I think just using the triple tap with three fingers is the easiest way to do it. So I'm going to swipe right onto that field and then perform that gesture. JavaScript colon let percent 20 is equals equals greater than left curly bracket JavaScript colon let percent 20 is equal. And I'm just pausing voiceover speech there, but it is copying that text field into my clipboard, which we will need later. I'm going to go right again now. Okay, if you followed either of the above instructions and copied something, the next step is to make it into a bookmark. Open your browser's bookmark manager and click on the option to create a new bookmark. So what we need to do is save that code as a bookmark. So I'm going to go into the share menu here. Toolbar, share, button, share, messages, button, copy, button. And we need to find the add bookmark or add to favorites button. It's up to yourself which you prefer. Add bookmark, bu add to favorites button. So I'm going to add it to my favorites. And we are then creating a bookmark here and we want to give it a name first. Text field is editing, accessible word, insertion point at start. Words. Accessible. I'm going to change it to make Wordle accessible. Again, it's completely up to you what you want to call it. Delete. E. L. Cap A. Cap N. Cap N. Delete. Cap N. Done. Cap M. Cap M. A. A. K. K. E. E. Wordle. Space. Space. Shift. 
Cape Cape C C C C E E S S S S I I B B L L E E. Text field is editing. Make Wordle accessible. Word mode. Insertion point at end. And then if we swipe right, we get to the URL. Clear text button. The address. HTTPS slash slash minor. Now that's saving a bookmark for the instructions page, which we're currently on. What we want to do is change that to the JavaScript that we saved to our clipboard, the code. We can't do that here now, though. Safari doesn't let us. So what we need to do is save this bookmark and then go back into the bookmarks manager and edit it. So what I'm going to do is hit the done button. Dictate button. Done. In the bottom right. Accessible Wordle. Heading level one. Main. Land. And now we're going to find our show bookmarks button. Toolbar. Share. Button. Show bookmarks. Button. Show bookmarks. Bookmarks. Back button. And we're going to find that bookmark. Vertical, vertical scroll 10 per 90, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 96 per 100 percent. Um, but first, what we need to do is go into edit mode. So the edit button is in the very bottom right of the screen. Toolbar, edit button, edit. And then Toolbar, done, button. We're going to find make Wordle accessible. Wordle, a daily reorder Wordle, make Wordle accessible button. There it is. And Actions available. Make Wordle accessible text field. So the name is fine. What we want to do is find the, the address field and change that. Clear text. HTTPS slash slash minor yes. ninth. Insertion point at end. I'm going to swipe right to clear text. Clear text button. Double tap. Clear text. Text field is editing. Address. Character mode. Insertion point at start. We have the address field is blank. So now I'm going to use the edit rotor to paste in that JavaScript code that we previously saved to the clipboard. Misspelled words. Edit. Scan. Paste. JavaScript. Sure text. Right. Make Wordle accessible. Text field. Is editing JavaScript colon let percent 20 is equals. Yeah, that sounds good. So now we're going to hit the done button in the bottom right again on our on-screen keyboard. Done. Done. Reorder governor, i.e. local authority home loan scheme. But we're going to hit done again. So where the edit button was before in the bookmarks window, it's now done. Toolbar. Done. Button. Done. done. Button. Okay. So now that make Wordle accessible bookmark with that code in it is saved. So now we're going to go to the Wordle game itself. I have saved this as a bookmark again. The address is powerlanguage.co.uk slash Wordle, but I will share that link in the notes as well. Careers, NC, learn when you'll get software up, air fryer, governor, local authority, accessible Wordle, Wordle, a daily word game. Actions available. Is, so I'm going to select that. Page settings button. Actions available. And we are on the game. Now, parts of the page, it might seem like it is reading elements and that it is accessible. Address, power language, refresh button, Wordle. Statistics button. For example, I can settings button buttons. and banner cap F cap F button cap F button. Keyboard is mostly reading, but when to get into actually trying to play the game, it is not accessible. It's not telling you if you have selected the correct letters or not, and all the crucial parts to the game are not accessible. So that's why we need this bookmarklet to uh, make it accessible to our screen readers, to voiceover in this case. So what I'm going to do is open up my bookmarks again. Toolbar share button. Show bookmarks, button, show bookmarks, vertical scroll 100, 100%. And I'm going to find that bookmark we saved called Make Wordle Accessible. And that will load up the JavaScript code that we saved in the address bar for that. Make Wordle Accessible. Actions available. Page settings, button. Actions available. Here we are. So we're not on a different page. We're still on the Wordle game page, but with the bookmarklet running. So let's just explore the page now. Wordle. Statistics, button. Settings button. Wordle screen reader accessibility extension running. So after I swipe across a couple of times, I get to a notification that the screen reader bookmarklet is running. So we know it is working. So now we can just start playing the game. And each time you 
load up the game. It's one you play once per day at most. You simply load up your Wordle game page and then you load up your bookmark and this will be accessible. So I'm going to type a five letter word, which is what you do. You have six guesses to get the right word. It will tell you if a letter is either not in the word at all or is in the word but in the wrong location or is completely correct as in it is in the word and you have it in the correct location. So let's type a five letter word. Let's say chase. Cap C button. Cap C. Cap H button. Cap H. Cap A button. Up arrow. Cap A. Cap S button. Cap S. Cap E button. Minus. Cap E minus. So C-H-A-S-E and then we need to find the enter button. Enter button. It's just to the left of the Z on the keyboard. Enter. Now you'll notice we didn't get any actual feedback there, but what it will do is when I navigate around the keyboard, it'll tell me the result for each of the letters I typed. Cap V button, cap X button, C absent button. So C absent means C is not in the word at all. H absent button. H the same. O absent button. A the same, it's not going well so far. S absent button. S absent as well. E present button. But E is present, so I know there is an E in the word, but it is not in the fifth spot in the word. It is not the last letter of the word. That's what that tells me. You'll hear people talking about letters being red, yellow, or green. That's the same. So red means absent, yellow is present, and green is correct, which would mean that it is in the word and you have it in the right location within the word. Also, just to note, when you are typing out words on the or letters on the keyboard, you cannot use the explore and lift your finger method, the touch typing method. You have to navigate to the letter you want and double tap to select the letter. As I say, you've got six guesses. So after you type each word, the keyboard will update telling you if you have letters either absent, present or correct. And that's how you can play the game with a screen reader. When you finish the game each day, it will also put statistics on the screen, which you can read as well with your screen reader. You're listening to some of the best reviews of 2022. Let's now hear from Robin Christofferson, regular contributor to our show here on Double Tap. And he reviewed an app all about guide dog refusals. This was uh, in response to a number of and continuing number of guide dog refusals in taxis and cafes and places in the UK the Guide Dogs charity set up an application so that people could report those refusals. It's not unusual for guide dog owners to be refused access to restaurants, cafes and taxis. Judith and I had an experience recently, that's my wife, and I were going to a uh, Turkish restaurant and they refused entry and we asked to speak to the manager and he refused too. So we actually contacted the guide dogs via their new email address. And as a result, there was a happy ending to the story because they agreed to put literature in the window advertising that guide dogs were welcomed and they gave us um, a free voucher, a voucher for a free meal. We contacted information at guidedogs.org.uk There is also an 0800 number, which is new, and that's 0800 781 1444. And that email address and telephone number is for any inquiries that you have uh, relating to guide dogs, access issues, um, the My Guide service, etc. Anything to do with guide dogs, 
uh, as of a few months ago, that's the new central phone number and email address. But recently, a couple of weeks ago, they also announced that they have a new app called Access Refusals. And this app is what I'm going to show you now. And it has some really interesting and useful information in there and a quick way of contacting guide dogs if you want to do it that way too. So in the App Store, if you just search for guide dogs, it's called Guide Dogs Access Refusals, but when you have installed it, downloaded it, etc., it will just be called Guide Dogs on your home screen. So let's open up the app. Open doors for guide dogs. Heading. Our new app helps guide dog owners quickly and easily report access refusals so we can build a true picture of the number of refusals taking place. This will help our campaign to put a stop to them all together. Guide dog owners can also use the app to educate businesses using our template letters or ask for more support from guide dogs. Together, we can make sure everyone knows they need to have open doors for guide dogs. Report access issue button. Display access card button. Now, these two buttons are also reproduced in the tabs at the bottom, so we won't look at those right now. Our research shows that 75% of assistance dog owners have been refused access to a restaurant, shop or taxi. Guide dog owners have told us what a negative impact this can have on their well-being and how it limits their ability to live the life they choose. And now to the four tabs at the bottom. Access card. Tab 1 of 4. Tab. Report access issue. Tab 2 of 4. Tab. Contact guide dogs. Tab 3 of 4. Tab. Resources. Tab 4 of 4. Tab. So let's start with the access card, which is the first tab. Access card. Tab 1 of 4. Illegal right to access. Heading. By law, working guide dogs have the right to enter taxis, shops, restaurants and other places open to the public. Heading. For more information visit www.equalityhumanrights.com www.equalitany.org Some useful information there. When you are presented with a refusal, you can show them that information and make it very clear that it is a legal requirement to let you in, whether it's the restaurant, the cafe, the taxi, etc. Report access issue. Tab 2 of 4. Tab. Report access issue. Heading. Experienced a new access or an accessible public space issue. Heading. Report issue. Button. Report issue. Back. Button. Report issue. Heading. Question 1 of 1. Issue type. Option 1 of 2. Access refusal. Report when you have been refused access or incurred extra charges due to your guide dog. Radio button. Option 2 of 2. Inaccessible public space. Report barriers experienced when out and about. Radio button. So I'm not actually going to choose any of these items as we go down, but the whole form is here for us to review. Question 2 of 7. Location of issue. Required. Location of issue. Required. Button. Search for and then allow alert. Allow guide dogs to use your location. Allow guide dogs to access map. Precise. Allow once. Button. Guide dogs. Search for and then select the business where the issue took place. Okay, so here is where you can identify your location on a map if you have just been refused access to a business and there are points of interest as well. So you can, you know, search for businesses nearby. Close button. Location of issue required button. Option two of two. Inaccessible public space. Radio button. Question three of seven. Date and time of issue required. 
Date and time of issue, required. Date. Current value, Wednesday the 13th of July, 2022. Button. Date and time of issue, required. Time. Current value, 16. Button. Question 4 of 7. Define issue, required. Option 1 of 2. I believe I was refused access as a result of my guide dog. Radio button. Option 2 of 2. I believe I was treated differently slash unfavorably as a result of my guide dog. Radio button. Question 5 of 7. Please describe the incident and its impact. Please describe the incident and its impact. Text field. D Question 6 of 7. Upload audio evidence. Optional. Add file. If you manage to get an audio recording of the incident, then you can upload it here. Question 7 of 7. What action would you like to take? Required. Option 1 of 4. I want to contact the business to tell them about the incident in the law. Radio button. Option 2 of 4. Share incident with guide dogs and receive advice before taking action. Radio button. Option 3 of 4. Share incident with guide dogs and we will send educational information to the business on access rights. Anonymous. Radio button. Option 4 of 4. Share the incident with guide dogs for campaigns and reporting purposes. Radio button. Continue. Button. Okay, that's the end of the form. Uh, we won't hit continue because we haven't filled out any of the details, but this is where it would be submitted to guide dogs. Contact guide dogs. Tab three of four. Tab. Okay, the third of the four tabs is about contacting guide dogs. We won't go into this one, but we will look at the fourth one, which is resources. Resources. Tab four of four. Tab. Resources. Heading. Your access rights with your guide dog. This document provides you with information on your access rights as a person with sight loss with a guide dog. Button. Refused access. Be clear on your rights. We've created a simple way to remember what to do if you're refused access to a venue or service. Just think clear. Button. Just think clear. And that's an acronym. I'm not actually going to go in there. I'll let you see what that stands for yourself. And then just a couple of other resource links. FAQs. Frequently asked questions. Button. Privacy policy. Button. Cookie policy. Button. There you go, guys. That's it. Access refusals. But if you just search for guide dogs, then you will easily find the app. And I hope it will help everyone get better access and fewer refusals going forward. Thanks to Robin Christofferson for that fantastic demo. Just time. I think we can we can cram this in, Sean. This is your demo. Hooray! Yeah, finally, something of yours. Uh, nothing of mine you notice this, huh? Uh, but this one's great because I talked, of course, about the JAWS sound splitter demo. We talked to Matt Ater about it when he, we brought him on to talk about the new features of JAWS 22 and 23. Um, and JAWS sound splitter, of course, splitting up JAWS and the system audio for you, which is brilliant. NVDA has a similar feature, and you reviewed it for us. First, let's go to the NVDA menu. To do this, use your NVDA modifier key. In my case, it's caps lock and the letter N. NVDA menu. Now I'm going to go to the tools option. Preferences submenu P. Tools submenu T. There we go. I'm going to right arrow. View log V. Now we want the manage add-ons option. So let's arrow down. Speech viewer S. Braille viewer B. Python console P. Manage add-ons. Oh. There it is. Let's hit enter on that. Add-ons manager dialog. Installed add-ons list. PC keyboard braille input. Status. Enabled. Version. 2000. Okay, let's shut that up for a minute. 
So now we get a dialog box with a list of all the add-ons I've currently got enabled for NVDA. If I arrow up or down, nothing, because I've only currently got one add-on installed. So now I'm going to press tab and look at the other options in this dialog. About add-on. Button Alt plus A. Add-on Help button Alt plus H. Keep going. Disable add-on button Alt plus D. Remove button Alt plus R. Get add-ons. Button Alt plus G. That's the one we want. Get add-ons. You can quickly jump to it by pressing Alt G. Let's hit enter because we're on it now. Unloading complete. Welcome to the NVDA community add-ons website. Welcome to the NVDA community add-ons website search edit. List with one items link preferences. Okay, let's shut that up. As you heard, it opens your web browser and takes you directly to the add-ons page. And there is a search box there, so you can just type in and search for whatever you're looking for. But I'm going to jump through the headings on this web page until I find SoundSplitter H. Welcome to the NVDA Community Add-ons website heading level 1. And again. SoundSplitter visited link heading level 1. There it is. Now if I hit enter on this, we'll get more details about the SoundSplitter add-on. Lo loading complete. Sound splitter. Visited link NVDA community add-on slash visited link. Again, let's just shut up the screen reader. Let's hit H to go to the next heading. Sound splitter heading level one. And from here, I'm just going to hit tab until I find something to download. List with three items stable version link. And there it is. That's where you download this add-on. So I'm going to hit enter. Loading page. Lo downloading. Downloads completed. Press control plus J to go to downloads. Wow, that was quick. We've now downloaded it. So let's get rid of this browser. Alt F4. Add-ons manager dialog. Get add-ons. Button Alt plus G. And as you heard, we go back to the manage add-ons dialog box. So by default, any files you download from the internet will end up in your Windows download folder, obviously. Now to install the add-on, we could go to that downloads folder through File Explorer. Or, while I'm in this dialog box, I could just press Tab. Install. Button Alt plus I. There is an Install option in this dialog box, so let's hit Enter on that. Or Space. Choose Add-on Package File Dialog File Name. File Name. Combo Box Collapsed. Now we have your standard Windows Open File dialog box. So we need to find the Downloads folder. To do that, I'm going to Shift Tab back until I hear Tree View. Item today tree view level two downloads collapsed three of eight. Oh, I'm already there. But if you weren't, I would just use the up and down arrow keys or just keep pressing the letter D to jump through all the folders in the tree view until I found downloads. Hit enter on it to select it, then tab to the item view. Items view list today grouping expanded sound splitter 22.02.11. Add on not selected. And there is the file we've just downloaded. It says not selected, so I'm just going to down arrow and up arrow. Yesterday, today grouping expanded. Sound splitter 22.02.11. Add on. Okay, there it is. I'm just going to hit enter on that. Add on installation dialog. Are you sure you want to install this add on? Only install add ons from trusted sources. Add on. Sound splitter 22.02.1. About add on. Button alt plus a. Yeah, I'm going to trust it. So let's choose. Yes, button alt plus y. Yes. Enter. Add on. Add ons manager dialog. Install. Button Alt plus I. And that's it. We're back to the dialog box again. Now I'm just going to tab back up to the list of add ons. Close button Alt plus C. And again. Installed add ons list. 
Sound splitter, status, install, enabled after restart, version 22.02.1. Shut that up. So it says it's installed, but we need to restart NVDA for it to take effect. So if I just hit escape to get out of this dialog box. Restart NVDA dialog changes were made to add-ons. You must restart NVDA for these changes to take effect. Would you like to restart now? Yes button Alt plus Y. Yes. Hit enter. Folder view list. And there it is, NVDA has restarted. Cool. But as you heard, there's no big splash screen or, hey, you've downloaded a new add-on. It says nothing. So how do I use it? Of course, if I had bothered to look through the add-on details page where I downloaded the add-on from, it would have told me everything. But don't worry, we can get help with this add-on. Let's open the NVDA menu again. Caps lock N. NVDA menu. And let's do it quicker this time. I'm going to hit T for tools. View log V. And A for add-ons. Add-ons manager dialog. Installed add-ons list. PC keyboard braille input. Status. Be quiet. Let's arrow down. Sound splitter. Status. Enabled. Version 20. There we go. And you can hear it's now enabled. So let's hit tab. About add-on. Button alt plus A. No, let's do it again. Add-on help button alt plus H. Ah, that's what I need. Help. Let's hit enter. Sound splitter 22.02.1 Google Chrome. So as you heard, it opens up a browser again, and we can jump through this HTML document just with headings. So I'm going to hit H. Commands, heading level two. And arrow down. List with one items, bullet alt plus NV, the plus S, toggle sound splitter. If enabled, NVDA will be heard through the right channel. And there it is. The keyboard shortcut to enable sound splitting is the NVDA modifier key. So in my case, caps lock, alt, and the letter S. Easy. So let's close this down. Alt F4. Add-ons manager dialog. Add-on help button Alt plus H. And let's escape out of this. Folder view list. And now let's test it out. Okay, so I'm going to play some music and try splitting the sound. I've got something lined up here. The blurred nerd edit dot wav three of three. Yes, my own theme tune. Narcissist. So let's hit enter on that and it should start playing. Now, if I press the Windows key, Start window, search window, search box edit plan. You can hear the speech is mixed in with the music. So let's try splitting it. NVDA, Alt, and S. Sounds media, Alt plus M. Now, if I press the Windows key, Search window, search box edit plan. You should be able to hear that the speech is coming out of one channel and the system audio is coming out of the other. Cool. Now to turn that off, again, just press NVDA, Alt, and S. Sound split disabled. And if I play this music again, and press the Windows key, search window, search box settings. You can hear everything is back to normal. Let's close this down. And that's how to download and install and use the sound splitter add-on for NVDA. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening today. It's been a really interesting uh, mix of features and stories. Yeah. I'm sure we've all learned something out of this. Uh, Sean, that's it for us. We're back, though, on Monday because we have our final of our seven days of 2022. And we'll be looking at future trends. Ooh, that's Ooh. coming up on Monday. <laughs> I can't wait. Bye-bye. Check us out daily on AMI-audio. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Also find us across social media and on YouTube at Double Tap On Air. Catch you tomorrow. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. 
Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.